On fossil downs and cane grass station in a million homes across the nation, they're tuning in Australia on a Sunday morning. I just want to share with you an experience I had. I was a member of the Federal Parliament once and on the uh, right, Foreign yep. Affairs Defence Committee. Yep. And I was very interested in national service. I was on a trip to Italy and I'd organised to meet some of the, the hierarchy in the military in, in Italy. Mm. And they were very generous with their time. But the three things I just want to do in part that they told me, I asked them, why do you persist with national service in Italy? And by the way, I think they may not have it now. I'm not quite sure about that. But he said to me, number one, the general said, we have to provide troops for NATO. So we have national service. Number two, up until say the 1800s, Italy wasn't a united country. It had various provinces and you had Calabria and Veneto and all these different places and he said it's important that we had these people together to teach them English. But the main one, and I find this is most important for Australia, is that we had to tell people from Calabria, from Veneto, from Friuli and all the rest of it, that they are Italians. They're not just Calabrians, they're not just people from the Veneto, but they are Italians. I just think in Australia today, nothing could be more important. We spend billions of dollars on everything else, but we really have to make sure, because of the number of people coming into Australia, that they understand their rights and their responsibility in Australia. Doesn't matter who you are, on Sunday morning, you're the star. You're all in Macca's green room on a Sunday morning. I start my week with Macca on Sunday morning. We're just trying to encourage some rain. Good morning. It's pouring now. Pouring now. <laughs> My good friend at Lightning Ridge. Have you got a rain? We got a rain stick somewhere. I recorded that at Lightning Ridge. Good morning and welcome to the program. We need some rain, as we know. There's wind around, which just just makes it horrible. G'day, this is Macca. G'day, Macca. It's Mike, the Oz Trucker. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Mike. What are you doing? Mate, mate, uh, a few dedicated friends helped me set up a, a little organisation called Caring for Our Farmers, and we're going to run a few truckloads of water out Baradine Way, mate. I've had a bit of a chat to the lady Nair out there who's part of the CWA, and I promised her a tank full of drinking water. Well, so you're that's a little, what we're doing. Yeah, a little champ. This is like a, a tanker, or uh, because last week we spoke to uh, the people who took out... Um, a whole semi-load of bottled water. You know, bottled water. They took out a semi-semi-load yep. of yep. that. You're, you've got a tanker. Is that the story? I've got I've got one tanker, mate. But I'm after a hundred. There's a there's been a there's a bit of a program I've got going to set up a convoy out of uh, out of Sydney and take some water out there and uh, pretty much try to emulate what my good friend Rachel Eddy did yesterday out of the out of Brisbane out to the Granite Belt, but adding out of Sydney up towards Baradine. So. All right. So, and what uh, what uh, made you start this, Mike? Apart from the fact it's a trout, but you you wanted to do this. Why? Why? Because I was sitting at home and I'm I'm watching the, what's going on, and I heard actually actually heard Alan Jones talking to some farmers from out Berkway, and and a bloke broke down and was talking about what's going on out there. And then I really got to thinking. Well, all I've got to do to get some fresh water is walk over and turn the tap on. And I did live on a farm for a while, and I sort of had to rely on the rainwater. I'm thinking to myself, well, 
perhaps there's going to be some people out there that their rain tanks haven't seen a drop of water for a while. It might be time to do something about that. So that's what I decided to do. Uh-huh. Well, good on you, mate. And uh, so you want more tankers? Mate, I want more tankers. I want more drivers. I'm chasing a fuel sponsor at the moment. The object of the exercise is to get as much water out there as we possibly, possibly can, and if not to cost the farmers anything, because I don't think the farmers need any more expense. No, well, they don't. Yeah, they... That's for sure. That's for sure. Know, but they need a drink, mate. They need a drink, and and I, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to solve the drought. I can't make it rain. By hell, I can make someone's Christmas a little bit happier, and that's what the plan is. What's uh, how do people get in touch with you, Mike? Well, we've got a Facebook page set up called Caring for Our Farmers. Caring for Our Farmers, okay. And uh, we've raised fifty six thousand dollars already, and I've got some very very generous people that have donated uh, equipment to our our group, and. Uh, it's going to happen. It is very much going to happen. And you can keep up with the story on our Caring for Farmers Facebook page or you can follow me on Twitter at the Oz Trucker. All right. Mike, why did you pick Baradine? Any particular reason? or Because I because Baradine was the, the, the first place that I heard about after I'd heard Alan Jones and I was looking at, at it and I saw Nia on her, on her Facebook page, the right. CWA Facebook page, and how bad it was out there. And I rang her up basically, to find out who I needed to talk to because I thought the CWA would be a great way to find out who uh, who yeah. needed a hand out there, well, which got, has been very helpful. Yeah, we've got Danita Lee coming in from the CWA this morning, Mike. But, uh, look, yeah. good luck, mate, caring for farmers. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks very much for some time there, Ian. I appreciate it. You have a great weekend, mate. This is Australia all over. <laughs> good on you, Mike. Good on you. See you, mate. Bye. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. G'day, Maga. This is Cliff up in Brisbane. I'm calling to let you know I'm uh, heading to the airport shortly to pick up 16 firefighters from Western Australia. We're landing in Brisbane and I'm putting them on a bus and we're heading down to Glen Innes so that they can help relief the firefighters down there. Wow. I took 16 firefighters down on Thursday and Maga, I'm a farm boy. And I tell you what, what I saw is enough to make you cry. Cliffy, where you're from Brisbane, are you? I'm originally from Western Australia. I spoke to you six or seven years ago on the Gold Coast when I was a truckie, and I had information about driving with your lights on 24-7. Uh-huh. You'll remember me. I'm the little guy with a funny hat. <laughs> I met lots of little guys with funny, with funny hats, Cliffy. Anyway, go on. Okay, so today I'm picking up 16 firefighters from Western Australia at lunchtime here in Brisbane, mm. and we're heading south to Glen Innes, be down there by dark, and the fire, rural fire department have a, an enormous compound set up uh, down there and they're rotating firefighters in and out of the area to help fight the bushfires and to put in fire breaks and uh, whatever. And today is supposed to be one of the worst fire days that they've uh, forecast uh, for New South Wales and uh, that area. And uh, as I say, Macca, driving down there, the uh, gum trees, 90% of them in some places are dead, and what aren't dead are burnt. I don't know, uh, Cliffy, all we need is uh, is rain, isn't it? There's nothing much you can do about but uh, when people get together like you with your firefighters and whatever and Mike with his water trucks, that's what you've got to do in tough times and uh, we'll get through it. 
Well, that's right. And on Thursday, I took 16 down from northern Queensland, who flew into Brisbane. And tomorrow, those 16 will come back with me on the bus, and I'll put them back on the plane, and they'll head to their various uh, ports of call. So they're doing a wonderful job down there, relieving the local firefighters. And uh, I just say, all hats, you know, my, my hat goes off to them all. And uh, Maka, I want to say thank you. You keep me connected with the rest of Australia. Uh, Cliff, well, you're connecting me. You're a coach driver, basically, are you, Cliff? Is that what you do for a gig? No, I'm actually a limo driver in <laughs> Brisbane now. I drive people to and from the airport right. in semi-luxury. <laughs> but I also have connections in the coach industry. And he rang me the other day and said, what are you doing Thursday? I said, well, would you believe it? My books are empty. He said, good, you're driving a coach to Glen Innes. Oh, there you go. Well, good on you, Cliff. Good on you. Give us, uh, give us, keep in touch with us, and uh, yeah, give us a call next week and tell us. I'd love to talk to those blokes. Um, uh, there's probably some girls to, there too, but um, that's right. There is. I know there was one or two uh, girls on the bus uh, going down. I don't know how many girls are in today's contingent, but I'm meeting Don Facio from Western Australia. He's the contact fellow. And if Don's listening this morning over there in WA, looking forward to you getting here, uh, Don, and taking you safely to Glen Innes this afternoon. Good on you, Cliff. Thanks for your call. Thank you, Maka. Keep up the good work. See you, mate. Bye. Cheers. Hello, Maka. Chips McKellar calling from Warwick in Queensland. G'day, Chips. How are you? Uh, you were talking earlier uh, this morning about the Fly River in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. I used to live there, so I can tell you what it was like when I was there, but I don't know what it's like now. <laughs> well, well, it'd be much the same, I reckon, Chips. It's still, yeah, a, still well, a river. The, basically, it, it, uh, the area is as flat as a tack. Uh, I lived at Lake Murray, which was about 350 miles up the Fly River, uh, and uh, it was only 37 feet above sea level. So if you can imagine in 350 miles... the, the the, the the water level dropped only 37 feet. That's how high we were above sea level. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a land of swamps and mosquitoes and crocodiles. It was it was so horrible that it was fascinating, really. And you were a patrol officer there, Chip. Yeah, yeah, I was a patrol officer stationed at Lake Murray. And the... 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 Uh, the, the, the Land was so flat that when the water level went down, uh, it'd only go down to about uh, three or four inches. It'd go down three or four inches over about a hundred square miles, you know, because the country was so flat. Yeah. And uh, when on the on the riverbanks, uh, when the when the water went down, uh, the riverbanks would be wriggling with with with, with yabbies, freshwater prawns, you know. Wow. And, and the way we used to catch them, we had a bucket. With a uh, with holes in the bottom, and you just scoop the scoop the mud up, <laughs> and then and then dump the dunk the the bucket in 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 the, uh, in the river water and wash all the mud out. You end up with with half a bucket full of prawns. <laughs> the reason why, well, I don't know a lot about it, but I spoke to John Pascarelli. Um, Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, and he was telling me about Margaret Ollie. He's yeah. the painter because Margaret Ollie 
John Pascarelli used to learn painting from Margaret yeah. Ollie going there, and Margaret Ollie had been up the Fly River, and she did some lovely drawings, uh, not paintings, drawings of, of the huts and the, the buildings that the people used to live in up the Fly River. And that's how I, I thought, what a fascinating place that, that was, and uh, hence why I say well, every time the Fly River's mentioned, I think, gee, wonder what it would be like to go there. But that, <laughs> I don't think I'll go there now <laughs> since I've talked to you, Chips. <laughs> well... Uh, the the northern part got got sort of civilized when uh, when uh, the Octetti mine was built. That was that's right up the the upper reaches of the Fly River. But mm. when I was there, there was nobody, just a couple of missionaries, and then uh, native people there. And the crocodiles were just terrible. <laughs> they they I, I saw I, I saw a, uh, I was sitting in a village one day. Uh, just on patrol and just having uh, it was Sunday and the patrol was at rest and we were just sort of taking it easy uh, and uh, a, a native uh, mother uh, had a had a baby in a billum uh, which is like a string bag and uh, she hung it on a, a protruding floorboard of the, of the house just, just about uh, 20 feet away from me and went away, went away doing a business, and the baby was asleep in the billum. This huge crocodile just sprang out of the water and ran across in front of me and, and, and grabbed the baby in, in the billum and jumped in the river on the other side. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that used to happen frequently. Dear and not only that, but, but sometimes uh, 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 another uh, patrol with... Uh, the officers, I didn't see this, but they told me about it later that uh, they were paddling along in these canoes. You know, they've got these great long canoes, about 60 feet long, and uh, they're paddling along in the uh, uh, river, and uh, this crocodile just sprang out of the river and just took one of the one of the paddlers. Just grabbed him I'm and not, just jumped I'm not going back chips. into the river again. Th- it was terrible. I'm, I'm glad you've called uh, Chips. I'm not going to. I'm not going up the Fly River again. But these drawings that uh, Margaret Ollie did were just lovely. Lovely. See, I've got a. a I, I took a photo of the drawings. They just, uh, just lovely stuff. You've, you're in Warwick, are you, Chips? You got the radio on there today? Yeah, you? it's on now at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you do now, Chips? Uh, I'm retired now. How long were you I was, in? Uh... I, lived, I lived in Papua New Guinea for thirty years. And, wow! Uh, and uh, I was uh, had an earlier caller who was talking about Milne Bay and uh, the conflict yeah, islands con- and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I used to live there too. After Lake Murray, I was I lived in the Tropian Islands for a while. That that was idyllic, just absolutely idyllic. Yeah, it, we know little about PNG really, um, and that's why I like to talk to people who've been there or done 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 it. Um, but we know very little about PNG, and and I don't know. As I said years ago, yeah, it's it's many... it's not a good place to to go for for various reasons. You know, like Port Moresby and the big towns. You know, they're full of of uh, burglars and robbers, and you know, people get uh, get uh, assaulted and robbed and that sort of thing. But out in the out in the far flung islands, you know, it's just idyllic. It's just the way that it always was. You Beautiful. know, just Moonlight and palm trees and blue lagoons and all that sort of thing, just like the, your earlier caller said. Yeah, uh, Chips, nice to talk to you this morning, mate. Um, I'll bump into you sometime in uh, in Warwick or something like that. Um, but thanks for your call, mate. Good on you. Okay, Mac. Well, it's been good talking to you. Yeah, you too, Chips. Good on you, mate. Okay, bye. bye. It's Neil Campbell. I'm um, 
uh, the maker of Chillax Wax. It's, uh, I'm usually your shark correspondent on the show. All right. Um, yep. But today I'm wearing a different hat um, to, order, to, to earn enough money to make some more wax. I'm working as a cameraman at the V8s. On the Gold Coast. Oh, right. And you, that's when they started, what, Friday or something, did they, or earlier? Oh, Thursday, actually. Yeah. Thursday I got in there and was lucky enough to do a bit of handheld. But today I've got the Bludge job. I'm um, doing the studio hostings with uh, Jess and Mark Scaife huh. in the um, cube over the pit lane. So I get to see it all unfold underneath me. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to uh, ask your listeners to spare a thought for all of the cameramen around the country that are braving all sorts of conditions to bring them their pictures today. Um, there, there will be blokes in um, Phillip Island doing the bikes. And, uh, the conditions are quite different down there to the, how it is on the Gold Coast. Today, the Gold Coast is its usual beautiful self. But even here on the coast, there are cameramen who will be um, up on top of buildings and high hoists and running around the pit lane in fire suits and... Uh, they all do an absolutely sterling job. So I just wanted your listeners to spare a thought for them today. Neil, it's the, it's the thing of the uh, 21st century, isn't it? You haven't got pictures, you haven't got anything. And look at selfies, and it's all a, a visual world now. And, and you blokes um, and girls are just uh, right at the centre of it. No, no pictures, no nothing. Um, you said you did a handheld yesterday. So that's down in the pits or something, is it? Yeah, I was lucky enough to do a bit of handheld on Thursday. But yesterday was just hosting, so I'm in a nice air-conditioned little um, uh, container over the pit lane, and I see the most spectacular stuff unfolding underneath me. But I'm also watching what my colleagues are doing all around the track, up helicopters and what have you, and I'm actually (laughs) amazed with what they do regularly. Um, So, yeah, hats off to them. Are they using using drones there? You know, I don't know. Um, I think it's choppers, um, but I, I, I could be corrected on that. I'm sure drones are playing um, a greater part in lots of productions, but you know, I think we're choppers here on the coast. So, and and what? How did play. you how did you learn your craft of being a uh, a cameraman, Neil? I did the first episodes of Home and Away, um, <laughs> and uh, I did the first Swans games at uh, the SCG. So I was in the old studio system, or the, the, the remnants of it, um, when it was all station-based. It's all fr- sort of deregulated and freelance now. So um, uh, it's a different different world. And the kids, you know, they, they get in one way or the other, and good luck to them. Um, it's a great industry, and <laughs> it's flourishing in this country. And, and I'll say this about motor racing. I think that... Um, you know, I, I worked in in, in Europe in, in the Formula One for a number of years, and I, I know that Australia has a fantastic reputation for innovation and in the way they cover motorsports. Um, it is yeah. covered from every possible aspect. Oh, I know. And um, I have, I've been away for a while selling surf wax, of course. So to come back is a nice, refreshing look at um, how everybody's doing stuff. It's it's an incredible coverage. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice to be. But you're right. There's, there's cameras inside the inside the car and outside the car and on the front car, yeah, and you're watching yeah, the car in front, the car behind. Yeah. Um, we take it for granted what we can see from inside cars now. Yes, and I grew up, you know, watching Alan Moffat and um, Pete and Leo Gagan um, and drivers like that. And so yeah, I've grown up into motor racing. And uh, I tell you, when when I was in the pit lane at um, Monaco one year 
having a croissant and coffee, I thought <laughs> it could it could never get any better. No, well <laughs> can't. That's how I feel this morning. I'd, I'd like a croissant and coffee. Yes, but go on. Sorry. No, no, no problem at all. So I've, I've been lucky enough to have a you know a few good experiences as a cameraman. It's, it's a tough gig because sometimes the work's there and sometimes it's not. You're going to have to forgive me. I'm on my bike. Cycling into surface now. If it's, if it's noisy, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm cycling mate. into my place of work to, to start this morning, and I'm looking at I'm crossing the, the bridge at the Isle of Capri. Some rowers from TSS and just rowing underneath the bridge, and these beautiful, well, some might say uh, ugly, huge buildings are looming in front of me, but it, it is an absolutely beautiful morning on the coast this morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you're painting a picture, Neil. Good on you, mate. Good luck today. If I happen to see a bit of that today, I'll think of you. Good on you. Thanks, mate. And you do a great show. I, another just a religious follower of the show. I can't religious. do a Sunday without your show. Good on you, mate. Good luck. Cheers, then. Bye. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. Macca, it's Ron uh, calling from Townsville. G'day, Ron. Um, I'm on level four of a unit overlooking uh, Magnetic Island and the Strand, which mm. might be interested. <laughs> but um, more importantly, I'm not a part of this, but I had to comment on it. Uh, there was a rally finished here in Townsville yesterday, yeah. and um, it's, it rhymes with ship box rally. Yeah. And the concept is they buy cars for less than $1,000 and they need to drive them to raise money for um, cancer. Yeah, we bumped into a few of them down in, uh, we were down at the Apple Shed in, uh, in Hobart, just out of Hobart. We did our program down there a couple of months ago and we bumped into a few of the drivers in that, um, in that rally, Ronnie. So, yeah, go on. 250-odd participants. They only lost nine. They went out via Birdsville to here. And the, what I like about your show is it's so constructive in talking about Australians and the Australian spirit. And that man with the water that spoke earlier, I can't break the drought, but I can give my a drink of water. Uh, these, their comments on the people on the land and how they were coming out to greet them, meet them and support them was nothing short of sensational. And uh, I sat here on the strand on, on uh, Friday and uh, there were a young couple of blokes that had an escort that was in it, and um, they nosed into a driveway, a park, and then the passenger hopped out and pushed the car back, and then the car went forward, and then they pushed it back, and a bloke behind me in the bar said, uh, mate, they've got no reverse gear. <laughs> and these, these guys had travelled, they hadn't um, showered properly, <laughs> and, you know... That's, uh, that's Astra- it's Australia, of- Ronnie. Hey, oh, dead set. Listen, tell me about your. Are you are you a Townsvilleian, or are you just turning up there for a holiday, or what? No, I I grew up in Townsville. I used to do milk runs and paper runs over Castle Hill and uh, or Castle Hill. If yeah. I'm talking to New South Wales. Um, <laughs> well, you're talking and, to Australia. Yeah, go on quick. You got, a, you got a thirty seconds quickly. Yeah, right. Uh, well, that's that's largely the story there, Macca, and it's it's just so good to have a show that is constructive. And where the people do connect. Yeah, well, uh, they're all nice. I just sit here and look at the people who've rung Sister Robin and Mike with the trucks and the firefighters, Cliffy taking the firefighters from WA down. Good on you, Ronnie. I've got to fly. Uh, Keep in touch, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Ian, John Wharton. Hi, John. How are you? Good, thank you. Remember coming through Richmond early in the year? 
Oh, yeah, I was just talking to Kevin Butler about the Mayor of Richmond, but Richmond in New South Wales. Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. Uh, how are you? Good, mate. Good, good, good. Richmond in northwest Queensland. Yep, yep, I'm there. Hey, mate, um, we've been listening to all these stories about these people and uh, communities running out of water, and um, we'd like to offer um, water back to those communities. We've got, we sit on the Great Artesian Basin, which is a bloody fantastic water supply. Mm. And um, we'd be prepared to, if uh, they can organise themselves with trucks or a train, uh, Queensland Rail might even donate a train, we've got plenty of water. And um, we would give the water away for free to a community or a local government if they could organise the freight. Well, they must. um, You're a a champion, John. Because I saw you've got a railway line right near you, haven't you? Yeah, we have, and they'd need a railway line uh, going to that community, obviously, also. But, I mean, you know, this is a disaster for some of those communities, and without water, they're going to... People will leave those communities, and they'll never come back. Uh-huh. And um, it will rain. There's no doubt about that. It's going to rain again. But right now, uh, we had such great support in the floods in February up here from um, many parts of Australia, and um, we'd like to give back, and... Um, if the government, or I mean, I can't understand why um, it, it can't be subsidised. Such as uh, this is a drought issue, uh, the freight of that of that water, and um, if it gets communities through for a couple of months until it rains, well, it'll be a great thing, you know. And um, but even a full train, I mean, a train load of water, I, there's got to be trailers out there, um, rail rail uh, wagons that have got water tanks on. Yeah, it must be. And this is good water. It's straight out of the Artesian Basin. I mean, it's, it's drinkable. So all, all the way from New Guinea, because it goes all up there, doesn't it? Well, yeah. that's the story. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's right. beautiful stuff. So um, I just want to put it out there, and um, if anyone wants to pick up on that offer, they can just contact the Richmond Shire Council on Monday, uh-huh. and we'll talk to them. That's, uh, that's a great... Uh, a great thing, Johnny. Uh, listen, how's the, uh, what's it called, the um, Brontosaurus? Cronosaurus corner. A Cronosaurus, that's right. I knew it, was a bron- I knew it ended with saurus. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, I saw Donald Trump the other day. He was talking about, um, and of course, what's his name? Brad Pitt's left Angelina Jolie, and, and Trump was talking about Afghanistan and Kazakhstan, and also he said uh, they're going to be talking about Jennifer Aniston as well. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a big concern that Brad and Angela, yeah, well, or whatever, have broken yeah, up. But, uh, no, yeah, yeah all, all the stands, <laughs> yeah, all the sauruses, yeah, the chronosaurus there at the. Yeah, it was a lovely day. We had a lovely time up there. Um, yeah, no, it was good to see you. Yeah, and I'm pleased you went through and had a look. Yeah. fantastic spot. Well, let's uh, people get in touch with the Richmond Shire Council on uh, Monday morning. And I'm sure, I'm sure, Ian, that um, there's other councils. In- uh, Queensland to sit on the Great Artesia Basin that would be happy to help, mm. but um, I think the the killer will be the freight. Yeah, the cost of the freight, but that could be subsidised by the federal of or course. state government, and uh, to keep these communities live for a few more months, and um, they've got to have water, and uh, without water, no life. What about a uh, a train load of water rocking into? Oh, there's no train line at Canamble anymore, is there? They used to have a train line at Canamble, but you know, rocking into the um, the Hunter Valley. I mean. They'd be able to switch it. Yeah, it's it's about the freight, it's about the cost, but it's uh, it's a great thing, John. You do. I think it's a great idea. Plenty of water. Um, there's water around. We just need to harness it, don't we? And put it in the we right do. places. That's right. All right, uh, John. Nice to talk to you, mate. 
Righto. Good on you, Mac. See you, S- mate. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Uh, good morning. My guest this morning is Danika L- Lees. She's uh, the CEO of the um, CWA in New South Wales. CWA do lovely, wonderful job. Uh, on a really personal basis, a lot of people donate money to the CWA, um, like the RFDS, and, and governments do too, and they distribute the money because they're on the ground, if you know what I mean. Danika, you know what's going on, don't you? You know who needs who's the, yeah. the, the yeah, needs on a needs basis. Our branches um, are really in touch with their communities. They're, the people that are involved in CWA are also often involved in like their local sports club or their mm. local PNC or mm. their, you know, they're real community champions. So, yeah, we're really in touch with, with what the needs are. And that's there. the important way to do it. You can't do it really through a government department in lots of ways. I mean, you can, but, I mean, it's a, it's a much more personal and a much more effective way I suspect. Yeah um, we think so and you know that's that's the feedback that we get back from people that we help as well and and you know not a lot of people want to go out and talk publicly about the fact that they've had to get help during mm. the drought for instance but we get a lot of a lot of really grateful messages and, and people talk about what it means for them just getting that little bit of help to just you know get them through the next few weeks with a few bills mm. give them a little bit of headspace to let them make some decisions about um, what they're going to do next. Where are you from? Where, where's I'm home from, for you? Um, I'm from Picton. Uh-huh. I mentioned the Picton show yeah, earlier. Yeah, on yeah it's weekend. on today. So, yeah, 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 I'm from Picton, just yeah. outside Sydney. Probably that, used to be considered pretty rural once upon a time, but yes. um, it's becoming a bit more like a suburb of Sydney now. Yeah, so, well, there are all those places out there. It's mm. the same everywhere, isn't it? Look mm. at Caboolture out of Brisbane. It used to be a you know, little you know, mm. hamlet, really, mm. and um, it's the same. Everything's growing, lots, lots and lots of people. I, I can't say I'm, I'm a big fan of... Of more and more people. I mean, there's plenty of places in the world where there's more and more people. It'd be mm. nice if there's a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic, lots oh, of traffic, yeah. and it, it's changed the nature of the whole place. But Absolutely. anyway, um, you, you've got to get on with things. So, um, and why did you get involved in the CWA, do you uh, think? I'd been involved in agriculture for a long time. So, mm. even though I was from Picton, I've spent a lot of time in, a um, bit of time in Narrabri, a lot of time in Dubbo. My husband's from a little place called Gulai, which is west of Mullally, really, which if people know west where that of, is. Of course, yeah. yes. Um, we're, all, we're all very aware yeah, of Mullally. <laughs> it's a tiny little place called Gulai. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been in agri- involved in agriculture and also involved in um, the, what a big part of what we do is advocacy as well. So we provide not only the help for people, but we provide a voice to rural communities. We, we make a lot of representations to government, both at state and federal level. And that's the same for all the CWAs right around the country that provide that voice for particularly women and children that live in rural and regional areas um, who might want better services, more services, more equitable services. Um, you know, they want to see things change in their community. So they want to, you know, they want to be part of CWA mm. that they can then go on and lobby, lobby for them in different areas. And uh, I know you were down in Tarthra the other day looking be, uh, because you, you've got your, your conference down there, what, next year or something? Yeah, and, well, our conference. And, and that's what you do at your conferences, don't Absolutely. you? People come in from everywhere and they say, yeah. this is what's on our mind here. Yeah, and, we, we and really deliberately, and, and we re- really deliberately choose to be in a different regional area every year for our conference because we really believe in trying to get a bit of um, economic stimulus back into the region. So next year we're in Newcastle. Yeah, and I was down in Tarthra on uh, Friday. Friday, just looking at that as a possible venue for 2021. Mm. Um, it's tricky sometimes to put these big, it's a big event, like we can have up to a thousand people at our... I've, at I've a, been to one. <laughs> you have, yeah. I forget where it was, but yeah. I was... It's a really big deal. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it, 
that's again part of part of you know what we do is just try and get that money back out into the regions and, mm. and talking about the drought relief you know it's definitely helping individual families with their you know might be medical expenses school expenses you know groceries electricity rates but what it's also doing is just providing a bit of a form of rural stimulus because there's a lot of businesses small businesses that are doing it really tough mm. out there at the moment um, there's been some campaigns start like buy from the bush encouraging people to buy their Christmas presents from yeah. from from bush shops which I think is a great idea but yeah. um, you know the more if we can provide a bit of um, provide a bit of money going back into those communities that then really helps those rural businesses in that community as well <laughs> yeah I always get the urge I was in Cowra last year and I bought a I bought a mat I think for my my cousin from somewhere but yeah and I just was in a little gift shop thing and I just I love to go and buy stuff in mm. country towns. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, mm. I'll do the same. Just, you know, buy tea towels, souvenir yeah, of the area, yeah. buy a few cups I'll of have coffee, one of those, yep. um, pie from the bakery and, yeah. um, you know, spend a bit of money while you're going through. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, it's a, as I say, it's good for mental health for, for everybody concerned, I think, and it's a great job. I love the, um, the CWA. I love all those people that, you know, whenever I see people, like look at the calls we've had this morning, Johnny Wharton, the Mayor of, and that's why he's the mayor, I suppose. He rings up and says, listen, Maka, we've got water to give away here. We just need to put it... Wouldn't it be nice to see trainloads of water going everywhere? And we should be able to do that. I'm not sure we have the great infrastructure. We should have those sort of things when there's an emergency. We should have a rail yard full of lovely old water tankers that are made here in Australia with Australian steel. Ha! Ha! Duh! Bonds? Yeah, bonds. Um, And... And that's the way. That's the way it should be happening. And and all the you know what was his name? Um, caring for farmers. Mike the Truckie wants. Uh, he's going to deliver water to places to Baradine, for God's sake. Um, um, and Danica Lees has been here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. She brought me in a scone, and I haven't eaten it yet. But I'm just looking at it because it's too good to eat. It's got looks like blackberry jam or something ridiculous and cream. Couldn't but, come in without bringing you some scones, Maka. No, maker. but, but my, um, my tea's gone cold. Um, there. So um, if people want to give money, who do they, how do they find the CWA? So the CWA in quite a few states has been doing some drought relief. So we've got New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia who are mm. all doing different varying degrees of drought relief in their state. So if they just get in touch with their state-based CWA, so if they're based in New South and Wales. Tassie and too, Tassie too, I suppose. Ta- Tassie's, I think, on the verge of looking at trying to do something. There's some areas in, in Tasmania yeah, that was. are looking pre- pretty dry for them, yes. um, pretty dry. Um, so, yeah, get in touch with their state-based CWA and they can make a donation. Most of those, most of those um, state CWAs have what we call deductible gift recipient funds so they can get a tax deduction on their donation mm. and uh, almost all of them, we, we provide the money without taking any administration fees. It's pretty simple for us. Money in equals money out and, mm. we, and we get it out to where it's needed. <laughs> Where's your uh, conference next year? Newcastle. Newcastle When's next that? year. That'll be in early May next uh-huh. year. So it kicks off, I think the date is the 4th of May off the top of my head. Danica, nice to talk to you this morning. Keep up the good work. All the ladies who uh, and us are the honorary blokes who work for the CWA. Uh, keep up the good work. It's wonderful. It's it's a great part of Australia. Thanks so much. It's been a real thrill to be in here, and I know our members are big fans of the work you do as well, Macca. But thanks I'm, very much. And I'm a big fan of that's gone. I'm going to eat it at uh, at uh, nine o'clock. I'll leave you some more so you can make. Danica Lee's, ones. ladies thanks and gentlemen, so uh, more power to CWA. A lot of emails from Anne Tanava. 
Um, dear Mr. Macker, could you kindly contact Sandra, the carer of baby penguins, and tell her the best way to protect the little ones would be to get a couple of Marema dogs. They are bred to protect. She could contact the Warrnambool Council for information. There the Maremas protect the babies on the little island from the foxes. The Maremas are fed, of course. I've heard some lovely stories about how successful the method of protection is. Please see the movie Oddball about the Warrnambool experience. Uh, good luck, Anne. Thanks very much, Mr. Macker. Thank you, Miss Ms. Anne. Thank you, Anne. Stephen Miller says, uh, on this morning program, uh, Ian mentioned the railway to Canamble was closed. I suppose I meant the... I used to catch the train to Canamble. Um, this is not correct. The railway to Canamble is very much open and is used to haul grain from the area. In contrast, the railway from Binaway to Coonabarabran and Guabigar is sadly closed as the main northern line from Armidale to Tenterfield. This was the result of the withdrawal of livestock trains. The trend is that regions that are known for crops, like cotton, grain, etc., are open, whereas areas renowned for grazing, like New England and around Mudgee, are closed. As for the operation of water trains, the state railway system used to operate both water and fodder trains quite regularly, says Stephen. Sadly, due to privatisation of the rail freight sector, most of these wagons have been scrapped because private organisations are only interested in commodities like coal or grain. Despite the advantage that rail has in moving water and fodder, the government is not interested. And isn't it the same? It's about communications, it's all the things that have been privatised and, and basically, not to put too fine a point, They've buggered things, haven't they? We've privatised electricity and look what's happened there. Boy. Wow. Stephen, that's a lovely, lovely missive. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Nerily Tease says, I thought it's in my Halloween poem, Ian. Pumpkin on the gate. To you, in case the topic of Halloween comes up in tomorrow morning's program. That's today. She must have sent it. She sent it last night. While I know Halloween can be a divisive topic for many Australians, but they're all... Even speaking on your phone now is a divisive topic. Dear, oh dear. In my little world, the actual event of meeting local kids and quite often their parents can be a bit of fun for all of us and hopefully my little poem illustrates this exactly. Best wishes for another great program, says Nerily Tease of Tullamore Downs. Nerily, you're exactly right. I was a bit, you know, I thought, well, what's this Halloween? But it's nice. Little kids out there, you know, they're all running around. It's just anything to get together. It's called Pumpkin on the Gate. I'll try and do it justice. Do you know I've been up for six hours already? <laughs> Halloween is coming. There's a pumpkin on the gate. We're stocking up with lots of treats, but don't get here too late. Our bowl is full of chockies and it's sitting on the ice because the veranda faces west and we want them to be nice. The kids next door get dressed up. We look forward to this fun. They have their buckets full of treats. We add one, another one. All right, another one. There's zombies, ghosts and vampires and lots of witches too. We like this night called Halloween. Such a hullabaloo. There was a time when kids could roam or on the streets would play, but that was all so long ago. Another time, a different day. We have to be more watchful now. We have to take more care. That's why the pumpkin's on the gate. Two nice oldies live in there. Yeah, we're getting old and creaky, but we do enjoy some fun and like to have a little part in whatever's going on. So we stock up on the goodies and stay outside a little late and welcome all the goblins with a pumpkin on the gate. Narrowly teased from Tullamore Downs, you're a little champion. And what I try to do, I don't keep sweets in the house, but I always give strepsils. Um, they're yellowy colour, or you can get the orange ones, and they go very well when they come for trick-or-treating. And I just give out a few strepsils. G'day, this is Maga. 
Hello, Maka. Yeah? Maud Hatchett here from Harvey Bay. Maud Hatchett. How are yes. you, Maud? I'm good, thank you. That's the way? I'm just ringing to let you know that my sister, Ethel Ryan, turned 103 last Friday. Holy mackerel. 103? 103. How old are you, uh, Maud? I'll soon be 98 in a few weeks' time. Listen, what's what's the family secret? <laughs> and I have another sister in Toowoomba and she is 99. Uh, I don't know. We asked the sister in the Nango and she says drinking milk and brandy. Together or separately? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm going home to try it. <laughs> we had a wonderful day. We travelled to the Nango yeah. and we had about 30 family members there. We had a wonderful day together. And that was that and lovely film, wasn't it, Last Tango in Nanango? Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not a bad place. No. Very, very dry at present time. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, well, there you go. So Ethel's 103, eh? Yes, and she lives on her own still. She does not. Does in she really? In her own home, yes. Dear, oh dear. And um, my sister and I, we're both in our own homes on our own. Isn't that yeah. nice? That's lovely. That's lovely, lovely, Maud. Yeah. Yes, and I must tell you that I'm, I've been a member of CWA for over 50 years. You're a little champion. Maud, you're the backbone. Uh, ladies like you are the backbone of the nation. And yeah, that's what they tell us. And Ethel. Yes. What's your other sister's name? Ethel and Maud and... Edna. Edna. Yes. There you go. All right. So, and your parents lived to a ripe old age, did they? No, no. Our mum was gone before she was 60 and our dad was about 74. Well, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. What It must be... I don't know, Maud, it must be something, you, you, your diet or something, I don't know, the water or what? <laughs> huh? well, some, some of mum's side lived, her mum lived till she was in the 93, I think, and some of her sisters lived, and, you know, and her brothers lived. Now listen, tell me, so. tell me this, Ethel's in her own home, she's 103. Yes. And you're only 98, you're a youngster. Yeah, I'm um, only a baby. Yeah, exactly. So, and Ethel's getting on all right, she's, she's enjoying life? Oh, she's as bright as a button. <laughs> we should ring her. We should ring her. We should give her a... Oh, she has a little problem hearing, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's nice, Maud. It's lovely to talk to you too, yeah. Maud. You're yeah, in Harvey Bay. She's in she's in yeah. Nanango. Yeah, that's And where's great. Edna? Toowoomba. Toowoomba. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, it must be something in, yeah, it must be something in the water, I'd reckon. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Well, we're all doing well so far. We're all fairly healthy, and, and that's possums. the main thing. And, Lovely and to and talk to you, Maud. Good on you. Doing life. Yeah, yeah, I love your program. Thanks, thanks, darling. Thanks uh, for getting taking it. Okay. Good all on the you. Best. See ya. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.